Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on Thursday the 27th of April and we're just a few days away from another massive game for Celtic in this season as they prepare for the Scottish Cup semi-final against Rangers. In today's show we're going to look forward to that, preview, potential team selection, eh, how we think the game will go. But before we do that we'll look at the most recent game which was of course a one each draw with Motherwell at Celtic Park which at the time looked like two points dropped but... 24 hours later, we seem to have been a point gained on our nearest rivals as Celtic move 13 points clear. Andy, I'll bring you in. You you were back for the Motherwell game. I know you were there as well. Uh, what did you make it? Obviously, first time since January that we've dropped points in the league. What was your thoughts on the performance? I was back to the game. Um, so I made it a line and I think I said, I thought the performance was, it was all right. Um, there was a sort of lot of hypercritical people after the game. I think the only thing that was really missing was creating sort of guilt edge chances and um and sort of really, really good opportunities. I thought we were decent at times, but that, that's all we were lacking. Um thought Haxavanovich didn't have a great game. He's somebody I've spoke up recently. Um listen, he's that they kind of players players are allowed to have an after I thought he was he was pretty poor. Um, didn't made it was great. I don't think Kyogo had too much to, to feed on really. Obviously he scored a barrel load all season, but particularly recently he's been finding a net um quite a lot. He didn't have too much to feed after. Um I th- I thought we were just a bit in the final third just fun lacking, if anything. They obviously get their goal and I, I don't think Taylor covers himself in glory. A guy who's been very all season, he's been really, really consistent. I I think he's probably has to do better. I think you know what Van Veen's gone today, he's wanting to look to go on his right. And hit it. Um, and I think Taylor probably made that too easy for him. But again, that's probably been a bit critical. The boy has done well, waiting. It was a good finish. 
Um, I it just it just felt sort of stuttery. Um, if anything, it's sort of one of the ones like you've been winning week in week out. Obviously, with a good performance against Kelly, um, we beat Rangers before that. Moving up to Dingwall and one beat Hibs, like, beat Hearts. There's there's been a lot of sort of good performance and great results, and you maybe felt as if listen, you're not going to go and win every single game in the season. You maybe felt as if it was we were due it. Um, and I'm glad it happened when it did. Um, if you can pick, you obviously would would have rather that happened against Motherwell at home um, than going and happen at Hamden or in one of the later games, especially given that they went to Aberdeen and made a total cunt of themselves. But I, I thought it was it wasn't the best performance I've seen. I thought that was really where we let ourselves down in the final third. We just didn't create anything clear cut. Um, the wide men weren't great. Kilgore didn't have any. If any, if, if much service at all, um, and it was just, it was just one of the performance. And I seen Mother Wolf already go fucking what looked like a documentary out for it, so that tells you everything you need to know about what a big result they seen it as. Um, but ah, uh, it's it's not something I'm dwelling on. Um, we probably were due having a bit of a stutter. We've been relentless all season, and particularly recently, we've been totally relentless. I think the last time we didn't win a game would have been. Fucking Rangers, was that Rangers at Ibrox? Can you correct me if I'm wrong? Second January, aye. Aye, and that tells you everything you need to know just how relentless that we've actually been. Um, and we played Rangers twice since then and, and obviously beat them twice since then. So um, that, that tells you everything you need to know. So all it was to me is just a bump, but the way we've been all season, the way the team's been all season, it's we've put ourselves in a position that really it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter. Um get good to get out of them out their system. Um and I uh, to be honest though, I, I think I will say is, I, I mean I said it to you um, I, I wrote in the group judge when I was at the game, maybe about seventy eighth, eighth minute. I felt as if we were going to score. We looked for a sort of 10, 20 minute periods if we really ramped it up. Um and then it just sort of petered out and Mother clung on and um, it got to late on in, in the game and that, and that was it. But I get, wasn't the one of better performances, lacked a bit of cutting edge, but no something I'm going to dwell on. I think I'm happy to just sort of file into a game that I'll probably not remember in a couple of weeks' time and then that'll be that. Aye, as you say, I don't think it will live long in the memory and I think especially after what happened on Sunday up at Pataudry, I think it very fast. Uh, very fastly left people's minds and I, I agree with a lot of what you say is like I think we were we weren't brilliant but I didn't think we were awful either at the same time. I thought first half we were pretty much in complete control. I know well we had a wee chance in the first couple of minutes when they sort of broke forward but apart from that I thought we sort of uh, dominated and like there was a few corners early on as well that I thought Matt O'Reilly's delivery was brilliant and uh, there was a couple that Starfield should have done a lot better way in my opinion and I think on another day we'd have been two or three up and uh, you're just sort of there thinking you just need the breakthrough to sort of relieve a bit of pressure and we obviously get that bit of luck when McGregor's shots deflected and uh, beats the Mullerwell keeper and you would have liked to thought we would have went on and built on from that but I think it was just sort of the luck wasn't on our side. Like you know, Dyes and Maida had a couple of good chances and Keeper made a couple of good saves and there's the one where he collided with a post as well and on another day at least one of them's going in and you're, you're sort of two or three up and cruising. 
then even at the start of the second half, I thought that uh, the turn from Kyogo and the one that he just flashed wide, I thought it was a great, great bit of movement from him, and it was really unlucky. You know, he, uh, put it in. I think if it hit the target, keep it in the chance just with the sort of uh, movement and pace that was on the ball. But that, that's what happens. And then uh, obviously it's disappointing to concede the way we do. It's obviously for a set piece and Taylor ends up isolated. I thought it, it seemed quite poor sort of in terms of positioning for us to get in that position in the first place where uh, you've got somebody like that one-on-one with your last defender in that sort of short space of time but I think Van Veen he's obviously had a great season like anybody that's got 20 goals from Motherwell especially in a season where they've sacked two managers like he's got to be doing something right and I think he'll he'll probably be in and among the player of the year nominations when you see him in a few weeks but he's not the fastest so I think Taylor sort of is it, he either lost his balance or he lost his sort of sense of where, where he was because he seemed to just get turned inside out and then obviously Van Veen then puts it away and a couple of minutes later seems to glide past two or three other players as well but thankfully just put one in Joe Hart's arms uh, with that one but it's like I, I'm you it's, I think the way this season's went we've scored quite a lot of late goals and there's been a few at Celtic Park as well where we've sort of responded to goals uh, that we've conceded but I think it was your usual chances, but I think the glaring one was all way we ahead of, like we no long to go. But I thought the one thing that was missing eh, from Saturday was sort of like the the wingers' performance, as you say. Aksibanovic, he's got a lot of praise on here, but I feel like the last few games I thought he's just been completely ineffective out in the right. Like I think the problem is that him and Maeda both play well out in the left, and and seems to prefer eh, playing Maeda out there, whereas. Aksibanovic, when all his sort of good work he's done this season has been sort of cutting in from the left-hand side and uh, he just seemed a bit out of place on the right-hand side. So that that possibly be a worry if uh, we're still missing guys like Jota and Abada coming up for the weekend. I know Rocco Vata come on and it's uh, just a young guy still making his way in uh, the first team. So I think he's done nothing wrong, put a few good balls in and... Like he can't expect too much at this point in his Celtic career, but hopefully one of the other two that I mentioned are back for the weekend. But uh, I, as I say, as the fact, twenty four hours later, like you've seen, that it was a point gained, and we're now one one win away from uh, securing Ange's second title in a row. Uh, it just shows that uh, it's a bit perspective, and as you say, like it's the first time we've dropped points since January, so no, no to be too harsh, but it's just, just a bad day at the office, but. Tony, what did you make in the middle of the game? I thought it was pretty shite, <laughs> to be honest, but just one of the games. I thought they, they obviously set up very, very well if their aim is to frustrate us. They, they just killed the game stone dead. I thought it was a kind of a masterclass in frustrating a team that's a lot better than you. Their keeper was time-wasting. Every time they had a chance to go down, they did. Um, I'm not really going to moan about it too much. I think they're entitled to do that. I mean, they could easily have came and had a go at us and we could probably have done what we'd done to Killy and put them away within kind of 20 minutes. So, fair play to Motherwell, I thought. Um, as, as much as it's no great to watch, they're well we on their rights to come and, and just stay. But just, we weren't great on the day. Um, but I think you can, you can give the players that. I mean... They've been on an exceptional run of form for the whole season, really, domestically, barring the odd blip. Um, 
what once or twice, but um, as it turned out, it was a point gained. Um, I think the manager was really unhappy. I was in his press conference after the game, and he he didn't hang about for longer. Didn't even ask him a question. To be fair, it was half cut, so I didn't really, <laughs> didn't really know what to say. Um, so I, I I just don't think he likes dropping points. I don't think he likes any dropping the standards. I've seen him in a few interviews since. He doesn't seem to be willing to just put it down to a bad day at the office. He wants us to be continually improving at all times, which is great. It's, a, it's the attitude he, he should have as a manager. But for me, I think you just give the players a pass, really. Go, bad day, go and make up for it on Sunday. Um, it was good Rangers get beat. It means we can, we can win the league the first game of the split. We're 13 clear with five to go, which is tremendous because... I think when you look at Rangers league form, barn the Aberdeen game, it's probably been, been pretty good um, since since Beal came in. Um, they've no dropped many points. It's just that we've been so consistent. Um, I think we can still break a few records and probably will score a lot more goals in the last five games. Um they can win it at home, but that's just the way the fixtures fell. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess you'll take it wherever it is. I know people are saying we should try and get a draw with Hearts to win it at Ibrox, but uh, my genuine feeling in that is if players would need to be safe uh, with their lunatics, so I just, I, I'd, I'd rather just beat Hearts and, and win the league and um, them kind of four games, have a party and, and hopefully we're in the Scottish Cup final, which is the next uh, the next one, but in terms of the Motherwell game, I thought Taylor was really poor for the goal, I'm sure if we didn't make that he's certainly let Van Dien kind of turn him inside out. Um, and then we had a few good chances. Oh, should probably scored the header. And um, Kyogo, I think you mentioned, did a kind of swiveling shot, uh, which he was unlucky with. But, um, nah, just, just a bad day at the office. I think we missed Jot and Hitati. And hopefully once Jot has um, put down his Erog album, he'll be, he'll be ready to go on Sunday. Definitely. I think he'll be preparing for Sunday the same way a lot of other Celtic fans will be after being spotted at the Brazen Heat today. But... Uh, Danny, I'll bring you in. Is it a case of just, uh, as a few of them have said, a bad day at the office, or could it act as many as that? Is it sort of a wake up call and a sort of, well, as many people say, is it a good thing it happened last weekend as opposed to uh, this weekend coming? I think it was a very good time to drop points, but um, I'd rather no one, if you're asking me if we could only win one game, if it was this week or last week, I'd obviously pick this week, but. It's stereotypical what Tony said. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a poor game. Like we're always in control, but we're in control of ninety percent of the games we play. You know, we're in control of every game we play in Scotland. So that was not like wasn't necessarily. I don't think they were, what the team played bad, but it just they, they seemed to be a bit flat. And they probably missed Jota and Abada and players like that who were missing. And Alex Sparovich was was fairly quiet on the right. I actually thought he was, he was unlucky a few times, but. You might see him, like, before he got injured, they, was, they seemed to be taking more responsibility on the ball and trying their things. Not really seem to have happened so far um, since he's come back. But, you know, it was the first time I didn't think there was a goal coming. And usually you, you, you think, oh, we'll score at some point. I just, I don't know, I don't know if it was just a feeling I had, but it just, maybe it was the right Motherwell players were going on. You know, hitting the deck every two minutes. I just, I actually thought John Beaton had a good game, which... Tells you I want me to know about what I thought of the game because I actually thought he did really well. 
and he was quick to call them other players out for their antics and there was a couple of times the boy was doing injured that he was just waiting to play or even let play resume whilst the guy was doing kidding on his injured so I don't think people can pin the blame I mean, he did give his eight, eight minutes to score as well but I just didn't think it was coming um, I just didn't think for a change I just usually I think no will get that goal but I just didn't see it coming I know I actually feel sorry for him because he was never on he just couldn't stretch to get to that ball and he got as much contact as he could have and he just couldn't turn that in um, and I don't think we threw the ball in the box enough to him um, late in the game but you know it turned out to be a point gained um, as, it, as, as, as it worked out so um, not, a, not the worst weekend uh, for a Celtic fan I definitely know, and especially the way it ended. And as we spoke about, it does mean that the next league game we play, eh, we can win the league, and that has been after much delay eh, by the SPFL. It's been decided that that will be away at Tynecastle on eh, the Sunday, the, the first game week of the split. We'll play Hearts at quarter past two. Eh, and we have a bit of luck, well, no, we have a bit of luck, just we've scored a lot of goals at Tynecastle eh, this year, with the 4-3 and then the Cup game as well, obviously scoring three that day as well, so eh, I know they've they've responded to eh, sacking the manager, Robbie Nielsen, by a big win over Ross County, but I'm sure we'll cover the Hearts game there eh, after this weekend, which is the Scottish Cup semi-final. Eh, Andy, I'll bring you in, it's Yet another big game for this Angie's team, and they responded to. I think there was a lot of talk before the uh, League Cup final. People saying, "Oh, Angie's team have never played well at Hamden," and they sort of there was talk about last year when Rangers beat uh, them in the Scottish Cup semi-final. They responded that day and put on a, a dominating performance. Are you expecting Mary the same on? Sunday and there's the sort of talk that like it's, you don't want to be disrespectful to any of the lower league teams that are in the other semi-final but it does feel that whoever wins this game will win the Scottish Cup and obviously for Celtic that's the chance to secure another treble possibly and for Rangers it's a chance chance for them to either get to the Scottish Cup final or have Celtic end of season. What are you expecting for this Sunday? Ah, you've got to think it really is the sort of Whoever wins this wins it. I mean, there's you'd fancy a chance against every every team in the top division, let alone um, teams for divisions below. So that's the way it is. I mean, let's be honest, it's Rangers really pinning their hopes in Stoke and Selic winning something. That's really all they look today now is Stoke Selic being as successful as, as they are and as well and as we can be. Um, so. I don't know. I, I I like to think that we can turn up, and as I said earlier, it was good to. If, if there's going to be one blip, then I'm I'm happy. If if it's against Motherwell, so be it. And then we can sort of get back to being sort of relentless winning machine. Um, in a, a day fancy, I, I think the I think the players will be up for it. You know the usual, but like you see with these one half games, it's uh, there's always the chance. Um. And we spoke about it before. Um, even though we've been beating them recently, I just don't feel as if we're, we're turning up. I, I don't think we've we've really sort of gone through the gears against them at any point. And I know we are much better than what we've shown. And as I say, I, I will beat them, which is obviously great. And that's at the end of the day, that's all that fucking matters. But I said it before about recent performances against them is just it's not been to the standard and the level that that not even we expect that 
the, the team have set it for themselves. Like, the reason that obviously some people just fucking expect Celtic to beat every single team, every single way, and doesn't matter, it could be Barcelona and they would expect it anyway, but people with a sort of level head, the, the reason that expectations are so high for sort of even the average person is because of the team have put the bar there, that they've done that themselves, and that's just testament to how good they are. But I think against them, we've not hit their standards, and as I say, we've, we've beat them. Um, and we keep beating them, but you feel as if we can we can crank it up again. Um, I think that I was the case in the last time, Hamden and Andy, because I think, I think I'd agree with you with the last two league games against them, but I thought the League Cup final was one of our best performances of the season. I mean, I know. Uh, when you think about it, like, obviously you go and uh, the League Cup final, we, we went 2 0 up. And I mean, the goals obviously they were split by half time, but I think if you looked at it in the clock, it probably split by about fucking 10 minutes. And I thought we were the better side for large, large parts of the game. But again, it, it comes down to that. We sort of let them sneak back in, and that's what I mean in terms of like, there's been good performances and there's been a lot of good phases up play against them in each of the last couple of games, but we're no really sort of cranking it up and, and just putting the game to bed and out of sight. Um, and we're no that sort of relentless way that we are, or, or that we've shown that we can be, if, if you know what I mean. Like we, we let them get back in that game when after the second goal, I think it was another 10 minutes, and then they have scored. And when that happens in a cup game, a neutral venue, you, you know what it's like. It's easily these teams are, are sort of a bit of belief, something to cling on to, something to play for. Um, and listen, don't get me wrong, I'll fucking absolutely take bite your horn off if we go play to the 94th minute and we score a fucking Chris Julian offside goal again. Um, that's fine with me, but I, I, I would just like to see us crank it up against them and, and really put in a performance that you know is coming. Yeah, I, I just feel as if it's there. Um, we just need to go out and do it. And I think that's just, as I say, it's just the bar that the players have set for themselves. Like, the reason I believe that we can go and do that against them every time we fucking play them is because the players have, have, have proven that they've, they've got it in their locker. Um, but aye, it's, it's one of the It's just it's a one-off game. I think everybody will have the, have the nerves and all the usual shit that goes along with it. Um, horrible games when you wake up in the morning and Right, right until the final whistle blows, you've, you've just got that feeling in your stomach. You can be three 0 up, and I'm still at the game, fucking dreading every time they get the ball. But I, I would just like to see us sort of go and and really sort of dominate the game in every aspect. Um, and I'm, I'm not even asking for like a good and win five 0 but I feel as if the last couple of games, even though we've got the, even though we've won, it's just winning by one goal, and you felt as if if they'd have taken a chance here or there. The, they would have been back in it, and I just, I, I, I think it's it's giving them more credit than they're due. To be entirely fucking honest with you, um, and something to, something for that they're clinging on to that they're not really that they're, they're not really that far away from us when they are. And I, and I would just like to really sort of stamp that down on them, um, and sort of get the game seen to where whereby you're no sitting ten minutes to go fucking chewing all your fingernails off because there's only a goal in it. And I know we've got that in the locker, and I would just like to see us go and do that. No, definitely, I get what you mean. I, I think the last couple of league performances, as I say, have been sort of below the standard that we've seen. Well, obviously, start of the season, we gave them a proper doing, and uh, we have done previously as well. But uh, I, it's, it'll be interesting to see, Tony, what you're expecting uh, from Sunday as 
as I said, it's a big game for both. Like they're playing as as all they've got to play for uh, this season, and I get Celtic have got a chance to end their season on Celtic's terms. And as I say, I think everybody would accept that whoever wins this game will be massive favourites to go on and lift the Scottish Cup. And incredibly, that would mean another treble for Celtic if they are successful in doing so. I guess if I'm being honest, the semi-final last year had a terrible feeling about it. And I've got a bad feeling this year as well. And I don't know why. It's not based on anything just other than a, than a bad feeling. Um, don't get me wrong. If Celtic turn up and play to their best, we'll beat Rangers. I don't doubt that. We've got a stronger start to live in and we've got a stronger bench. I don't know. Maybe it's because, again, you're so close to Big Ange winning the treble and there's just something about that that would be, be very special. Um it's just such a huge game. I think it's one of the biggest games in Postacoglu's time at Celtic. I think he must know that. I think he knows he's he wins this. He's, he's probably going to go down in history as a legend. Um, winning the table such a massive thing. Although it's been made to look easy in recent years. It, it historically, just isn't it? Uh, would make us the world record holders for trebles, etc. Et so I want us to start really fast. I want us to fly at them. And I want us to press them. And I want us to get our passing spot on. I don't want us to be starting the way we did at Parkhead where every second pass was shite. Because they, they'll be desperate to still cause us no two ways about it. As, uh, as, as he's alluded to, if we win their season's five dead rubbers where they know they'll be getting pelted by the fans for being losers, etc. Don't get me wrong, if they beat us on Sunday, it doesn't mean that a group of players become winners, that's for sure. But I think... Um, I think we really need to show there is a gap and the gap is we are much better than them. Um, if Aaron Moy's playing, he needs to up his game. He's been miles off it the last few times I've seen him. I think Matt Riley's come into a game. I'm happy with him. Um, we, need to be, we need to be more clever. I mean, the, the goals we conceded against them um, at Celtic Park, oh, Grant Tavernier's free kick was uh, an excellent free kick. But the one at the back post, how is nobody picking him up? Uh, the one we conceded at Hamden against them, just a lump ball, and fucking hell, everybody knows Rangers just lump the ball into the box. You need to be ready to deal with the likes of Morelos, who is going to be starting about trying to get in the end a kind of second and third ball. So I'd just like to stick out and be really professional about it, be really focused, no silly passes, and try and put the game to bed for half time. We've done it against Rangers teams in the past. Since Beal came, yeah, came in, we've only ever beat them by one goal. It'd be good to give them a proper doing. And I think this team's capable of it. I think our manager's capable of it. But I just feel it's going to be one of the horrible, nervy games that will be. It'll go either way. But, um, no, I guess. I guess I do, but I'm looking forward to it. If we win, I'll be looking forward to it. Um, I hope Jota's fit. And I hope Patati's fit. I think they're terrified of Jota and he's very direct. I hope Abada's back as well because he's gave them a lot of problems. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, it's, it's such a huge game. It's exciting. Um, and I'd be great <laughs> if it's just desperate to win it. But if, if, for whatever reason, it doesn't go away, it's, it's still been a, a very impressive season. But hopefully it does and we can go out there and and put ourselves in a, a tremendous position to win another treble. 
Yep, and Danny, how are you feeling? It's about three days out from it. How are the nerves kicking in for you? And uh, as Tony says, he's got a bit of a bad feeling towards it. Have you got any sort of feeling about how what, you, what you're expecting to happen on Sunday? I've got the same feeling Tony's got, but I, what I would say is that's because we've beat them twice. Um, and I, I just think, like, the we beat them. <laughs> The next time they're likely to beat us, but even though Disney work like that, it's just the way my mind works. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident about the game. I think we'll beat them. It's just at the back of my mind. I'm high, and I think it's last year's semi-final as well because we were so. It wasn't a great game, and we didn't play really well, but we were so comfortable in that game. It won nothing, and then Carter Vickers hit a bar, and then it. It wasn't even as if they their goal came. They just did a wee bit of pressure that they normally have, and I thought we'd see it out and they got an equaliser and then they'd something to play for the extra time and we were probably already thinking about the final and we just get deservedly get beaten the extra time but uh, sorry um, I just think that Tony's right we're just we're better than them and they think their whole mind their whole mindset is no even they don't even want us to admit that they're better than that they're better than us they don't even want want us to admit that they're just as good as they want us to admit that they're no far away from us. I can't like how these are meant to be the people and the master race and you know the gallant few and all that. Yet yeah, all they really want is for us to say, you know what, you're not that much worse than us now. It's weird, like. Oh, on the press, you never ever, never ever ever heard when they won the league, when there were no fans and we were on here pulling each other's hair out fucking, you know, three times a week. You never ever heard anything about gaps between Celtic Rangers and what you had was facts are facts, there's 20 points or whatever and, you know, Rangers are the best team in the country and Scottish FIP is thriving. Um, now we're like about to win the league and Scottish FIP is shite. And there's no much of a gap between the two teams. I, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. Anyway, um, you know the star man's out the day saying they're close and they want to beat us, and you're like, well, you know, you should be, you should be wanting to beat us, and they lap all that shit up. But that's how they're getting themselves up for the game. Um, and Andy's right and all. Like, and don't forget, we, we did beat them for nothing at the start of the season in the cup. The cup final, I know it was 2 1, but that was, we still in that 4 or 5 1. I mean, the chances we missed that day, even before we scored the first goal, so are quite clearly a, a lot better than them. Um, but uh, you want to leave Nate out, you, you just want to go in, beat them 3 0, and just leave Nate and end our season and have, you know, and leave Nate out. Because you know what it's like, like we, we could beat them 3 0, knock them out of the cup, right? Basically, you know, essentially set ourselves up for a treble. I know you need to go win the final and you don't, you don't disrespect whoever you're playing, but we'll be heavy favourites. Uh, you'd be saying that if it was fucking Dundee United and Hibs or Hearts and Kilmarnock waiting to play. You know, I mean, we're two teams for lower divisions. We're even heavier favourites than we would be normally. Um, but then they could turn us on this league game and they would make that a marker for next season. But So just go out on Sunday and leave no doubt just fucking end our season and give them nothing to look forward to because the shite that we've had to put up with this season the way they go on about Celtic and you know the 3-2 the game I 
shite. Even the 2-H, there's, there's lots of goals in these games, but the quality is very, very fucking lacking. In the 3-2 game, we strung four or five good bits of play together the whole game, managed to score three times. They've scored a great free kick, which is, what, one and a 25, maybe, for Tavernier. It gets plenty of practice from it inside and outside the box. Their second goal is poor defending for us, but all you hear about is how they need to cut out mistakes. But it's not the same for us. Like Their goals are great attacking play, and our goals against them are bad defensive for them. So, the, just the way my mind works, the more they beat them, the more likely they are to beat us the next game. But um, I'm actually fairly confident for Sunday. I think Jota hanging about the tune today, <laughs> been in the brazen heat. Surely he's fat. I mean, you don't cut about if you're no fat, and he probably let somebody know about or your Twitter about Um He'll probably be fat. Hattati, hopefully, he's back. And Abada as well, because Hamden's a big patch. Players like Abada will be really useful later on in the game. Uh, I'd imagine because I don't think he'll start. Um, he might start if Jota's not fit enough. But, uh, so, just, I just want to beat them and, then, and just leave no doubt. We all know, we know who the better team is, but you know, they, they keep thinking, oh, it was 2-1 and it was 3-2. You know, we're not that far away. Well, we should just go on Sunday and show them how far away they actually are. And, um, oh, aye, just just beat them. And then you've got a final to look forward to. You've got a lead. Because, I mean, not only the end of the season, you basically wrap a treble up for us and we're a final to play, of course. And then you just look forward to clinching the league. And then, as Tony said, it's five dead rubbers for them and it's just five coronations for us if that's what you yeah if you want if you let me borrow a pun for someone else no absolutely I just, yeah, a few years of says like, I think everybody's delighted and hoping that we come out and give them a, a doing and I think Andy's right about the performance sort of aspect I think we've gave them two like where I thought we, we were far and away the better team than the one at the start of the season in the cup final I know the cup final finished 2-1 but it really should have been a lot more uh, with chances like Sir Paxabanovich and O'Reilly missed late on. Uh, but just in terms of the performance that day, I thought we were miles ahead of them. And I think this one, uh, you, you obviously want to do it and prove a point and put a marker down uh, to let them know how far away they actually are. But I guess my sort of one, sort of the, the one positive you can take if we don't turn up is the fact that I feel that a couple of times this season we have not been at our best and nowhere near our best on uh, some of the occasions and we've still managed to beat beat them or at least uh, avoid defeat and if you think about the game at Ibrox I think we were, that was probably one of our poorest performances this season and uh, we found a way to get a positive result uh, that day but it's it's going to be interesting like, I think Angie's team apart from last season semi-final in the Scottish Cup they have been brilliant and perfect at Hamden and uh, I think like I think Tony's right like I obviously wasn't in the pressure but you can you could tell that Ange was raging way last week and I think the fact that the week before we were 4-0 up at Kilmarnock with 20 minutes gone and then the game finished 4-1 and we were sort of a bit poorer uh, for the last sort of 70 minutes of that game I think there'll have been a real sort of I think this week you'll be every player on the training pitch will be playing for places just because of the sort of performances maybe that my wee bit uh, but I think the, the team will respond in the way that they have done uh, over the last sort of 18 months to two years it's 
by far and away the stand up in these games and uh, get a result we need. And uh, like a few as I've mentioned, the few the three players that are really uh, that have missed a, a few of the last games and it will be the real talking points when we're waiting for that team news on Sunday morning. Uh, Andy will bring you in. It was obviously Jota, Rio Hattati and uh, Leo Labada. I think uh, obviously Aaron Moy sort of returning from injury as well and I think everybody sort of accepts that he didn't play well at the Celtic Park game a few weeks ago and I, I think a lot of people a lot of people were uh, fair to say that it was probably down to uh, sort of still carrying a bit of an injury. Uh, I think most of the team sort of picks the cell. You've obviously your keeper in back four and uh, Cal McGregor's obviously going to be there and a long way Kyogo and I think that through about that you've actually got a wee bit of discussion about who's going to be back uh, so I'll, I'll bring you in what would your team sort of look like like you know uh, Tomoki Iwata is really, really impressed in the last couple of games uh, for a lot is he going to make it in your midfield and when it likes a Hitati especially and Abada who've been out for a bit longer than uh, what Jota has if they are to return would you expect it to be from the bench rather than from the start uh, I think a lot will depend on how fit players are. I think, I mean, just, you, you mentioned Moy there. I mean, if that was screaming to get Moy off after 10 minutes against them last time, um, you can't go into, you can't play these games where carrying an injury if you're not 100%, um, or, it is, or anywhere near 100%, then I think you could tell that after 10 minutes. And I don't see he's making that same mistake again with obviously the three players that are coming back. I, I don't see he's making that mistake. I think if you're likely, I mean, you could probably afford it a bit more if you could say that with somebody like Yota who's got that that spark in him. Um, so our wingers have that and you're not really as reliant on them for certain aspects of the game. Whereas, especially in the middle of the park, if, if Atati's no up to it in any way, then I, I don't think he should be starting as, as highly as I rate him. I've fucking waxed lyrical here. I won't hear enough times about Atati. Um, I'm sure I don't need to do it again. How good I think he is, but I, if, he, if he's no sort of going to be up to this up to, up to speed, which I have a doubt, I, I just think it's too much to throw him back in. And I think you see what happened with Moy. Like we were really were sort of carrying a passenger at that point. Um, the amount of misplaced passes. I mean, he's not exactly the best blessed with pace anyway. But um, I it was we can't really do that again. And as you mentioned, Hamden's a massive pitch, so I, I wouldn't want to. Be putting ourselves under any unnecessary pressure. Um, Iwata, I thought when he did come off the bench against him last time, I thought he was he was brilliant. He done a, a lot of just the simple stuff in the game that's often missed and overlooked, like just keeping the ball so calm in the ball. Um, I mentioned before the same way he attacked is that he just looks as if he's in sort of five yards more space than everybody else when he receives the ball. So, I I think definitely he's got to be in with a shout. Um, uh, getting into the starting 11 and I think the way injuries are falling and people just coming back it, it might just be enough to see that happen um, and, and I wouldn't entirely be against it I think he started the last two games since the Rangers game um, against Kelly and Motherwell and he came off against Motherwell um, maybe about half hour to go or whatever it was so a wee bit fresher in the legs Um. I think the back four takes care of itself. It's really in the midfield because obviously Kyogo's going to start as well. 
Um, you're assuming Maid is going to start, so it's really in McGregor. So it's it's really the three sort of three positions there. And I think O'Reilly's probably deserving his start. I thought he was really good against them last time. He scored obviously a double against Kelly. Wasn't he great against Mother? But again, nobody was too brilliant. So I think he's probably deserving his start. I reckon you might see McGregor, Iwata and O'Reilly. Um, and I think, I don't know, as, 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 as much as I've raved in her, I think Kaczybanovic will be a good player for us and he will sort of pick up form again. I don't know if maybe that performance or the recent performances of would see the manager sort of turn to Yota, maybe. Um, which I think is entirely possible. Obviously, he scored against them last time. And as I say, I know I've just sat and said that you can't bring somebody back for injury that quick. I think it's more so in the middle of the park. Um, as I mentioned, where a guy like Jota, you can perhaps afford them to no be 100% because he's got that bit of magic in him. Um, so a, a wide man would really be the only position I'd look to do that. Uh, so maybe, but I, I think... I'd be surprised if if Hattie's going to come back, and I think that's really the big one. What's he been out since? So early March, if I didn't have to have my I'm trying to remember. So early March, he's been out since. Call it a month, uh, maybe a bit more than a month. I think it's probably too soon to just come in and, and drop him back in, given we've seen how that's went. Um, but I think he's definitely got a part to play off the bench. We know how important subs are, and subs have been for us. Um, so I you have a massive part to play as well. Anybody else that's on the bench, but I if I'm guessing, I'm going to say it's McGregor, Iwata, O'Reilly, um, Maeda, Kyogo, and I'm going to say Jota will be the one that comes that comes right back in. I I think I'm sort of leaning towards agreeing with uh, what you're saying. I think that midfield, I'd imagine, will be the same as the one that started against. Uh, Motherwell at the weekend I thought actually Tomoki Iwata was uh, one of the best players on the pitch I know we weren't brilliant but I thought when he went off you could really tell uh, that he went off and we brought Moy and Tumble on and somehow looked to have less in midfield than we did uh, when Iwata was on so I think uh, Iwata was obviously I think he was on the bench for the uh, League Cup final and then brought on so I think he's since then he's played well enough that I think he's probably earned his spot, especially if Hattie, eh is sort of not 100% which you would expect because eh, it was, as you say, it was the 18th of March against Hibs. They came off after 12 minutes, so it's about five weeks or so since eh, then. So I'd be very surprised if he was in from the start and I think that Aaron Moy, as much as he was influential in the eh, League Cup final when we played them at Hamden, I think He's just not played enough the last few weeks to get back to that sort of standard that he had run about then. And I think, eh, like as was mentioned earlier, I think O'Reilly's form really picked up the last sort of two or three weeks. And eh, I think it would be harsh on him to get eh, him or actually to get dropped out in favour of Moy at this point. But it just gives you options for the bench again. And eh, I think Kak Zivanovic is likely to be the one that drops out if it was either Jota or Abada, I'd, I'd like to think it would be Jota, because like, he's obviously a big money signing last summer, this is the game she want him there for, and he's proved damaging against him in the past, so eh, I think if Jota's good to go, then I'd have no harm eh, throwing him in, and I think it would give us many a balance as well, just cause I think that right-hand side sort of been, been a wee bit lacking in it the last few weeks, but 
Uh, Tony, how would you look to line up and if you could bring one of the injured players back, if you could guarantee one of them was ready for Sunday, who would it be? Hattati. And I would start him. Um, I just think he's such a phenomenal player. Um, I can't imagine he'll have lost much, much pace. And if he's not fully fit, then obviously don't start him. But if he's trained all week, you'd like to think he'd be at a high standard. Um, my ideal team would be Hart, Taylor, Vickers, Starfield, Johnson, McGregor, O'Reilly, Hitati, Jota, Kyogo, Maida. Um, but if Hitati doesn't make it, I'd be happy for a while to step in. Um, that wouldn't bother me at all. I think he's looked fine. Um, and if Jota's no fit, I'd probably rather a badder. If he's fit over Haxabanovich, I just don't. I don't think Haxabanovich has been great when he started games. When he's come on, he's looked fantastic. So we'll see. Um, but that's the thing we have in the squad we've got. Um, it's uh, it's there to be used, and and hopefully the likes of Jota and Hitati, if they are not fully fit, they can they can come off the bench at any score to try and uh, either seize over the line, get us back in the game, or or win the game. So. Um, I I'll be happy with whatever team he goes unless there's some kind of late injury that totally fucks us up. But um, you want a prediction of me yet? I go for a start of predictions off for us. All right, I'll go. I'll give you two then. My right, so three now. Celtic is one prediction, and I'll say Hugo score and Joe will score two if he plays. My other prediction, actually, I'll just scrap the other prediction. I'll go with 3 0 Celtic. <laughs> Keep it positive. Aye, well, I don't know if we could have had you back on the pod if it was any sort of negative prediction. But, Danny, have you got any sort of curveballs you would uh, bring to the team on Sunday? Or, uh, last year, same as asked Tony, if you could have one of the sort of fitness doubts uh, guaranteed to be back, would it be Rio Hotati? Or do you think we're maybe missing Merrin? Winger department. Hey, Jota for me. It would need to be Jota because we don't. Jota hurt, hurt them. I know Hattati's been playing Hattati's hurt them and all. I'm not for a second saying Hattati would only be a big miss if he didn't make it. It'd be a massive miss. But I think Iwata could step in and no day Hattati's job. We know he can, but Jota just gives us something different and up front and when you look at you know his goal, he played a big part in setting the second goal up, and then he scored the third goal last time. He just geezes something that not a lot of players do. So I would have Jota, and uh, I think Celtic wins three nothing on Sunday, and uh, Kyogo got another two, and uh, and Carver because we'll make up for his miss last year and score the second. That would be some poetic justice there, especially with the Carter Vickers after that chance it was missed, as you said, last year. Uh, Andy, what are you going for? What's your prediction? I was actually going to say 3 now, but better change it since that's what everybody's going with. Um, I'll go with 2 now. Just a right, comfortable victory. Um, never looking in doubt at any point. And I'm going to say Yota gets the first and then Big O scores one off the bench. I would take that as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's it's vital in terms of I think we need at least one of the players back. Uh, no necessarily to win the game. I think the squad's good enough that if all three of them missed it, that we would 
still find a way, but I think it would be a lot tougher and I think I'd have to uh, side with Danny. I think Jota would be the one for me that I would want back. I think he's just so pivotal. You think back to that game at Ibrox where uh, him and Moy came off the bench to really turn the screw that day and he obviously scored in the last game as well. Uh, goal at the start of the season as well. Against him, I think he's just like there. Like obviously Kyo was there. He's a uh, brilliant return over the last few games against him as well. He'll be looking to add his in record. I think he's I'm sure I read he's only a few goals away from breaking the record for the amount of goals in the season against them. So hopefully he can add to that. I, f- I think we'll do them. I think Jot will be back and I think we'll do them 4 1. I think that it'll be a tight game to start with. I think both teams might score in the first half, but I just think this is just the game that's going to see us make up for last season and really push forward to a, a fantastic end to the season and hopefully towards more silverware. Uh, but we will be back next week, hopefully celebrating Celtic reaching another cup final and we'll look towards that potential title decider against Hearts as well. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening and keep an eye out on our Twitter, which is PodTimps, uh, just for all the latest from the pod and to get you in the mood for Sunday. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.